0: The Paul Leslie Hour Helping people tell their stories And now, your host, Paul Leslie Hey, it's me What's doing? Welcome to the Paul Leslie Hour I'm delighted you've found me This is the continuation of a series of interviews I conducted and produced for the radio Promoting and documenting the launch of Elliottmince.com. It is honestly a website like no other It is the website of the legendary Elliot Mintz, a great and extremely accomplished television and radio personality and an interviewer beyond all compare. I have learned so much from Elliot Mintz. I hope you'll go on ElliotMintz.com. One of the things you're going to find is how well designed it is and how much incredible content there is. This is an interview I did with the web editor and producer of ElliotMintz.com. You have to see it to believe it. But it's a jukebox and a window on the world. I mean that, and when you go on there, you're going to see what I mean. Well, I even got to speak to the designer of the website. His name is TK. T-K-T-E, and then K-K-A-Y. We're going to get into the interview with TK, but I would appreciate your help. The Paul Leslie Hour is made possible by listeners and viewers like you those who consume the interviews. First of all, I'm glad you check them out, but you can also contribute at com. Just click support the show. And now it's time. Let's get into the interview with TK. Ladies and gentlemen, it is my pleasure to welcome our special guest, TK. Thank you so much for Hello. joining
1: us. Thanks for having me, Paul. I'm glad to be here.
0: All right. It's a pleasure. I think most stories are best from the beginning. What was life like growing up?
1: Oh, for me, it was a simple, happy life. I mean, I was, I'm was i just a boy from the Midwest, and I lived kind of out in the country, but just, just far enough out of the city to be in the country, so I was close enough to stuff. It was a, you know, there was good schools out there, and it was a happy, pretty normal American childhood, I would say.
0: You could say that you're in part, the mastermind behind this website, ElliotMince.com, and it is quite a website. How did you? Thank you. You're welcome. Thank you, actually. <laughs> <laughs> How did you learn about this web and media artistry?
1: Oh, those are, uh, I picked up a number of skills when I was working for a, a recording artist for many years. I don't live in LA anymore, but I lived in Los Angeles for a good 15 years. And most of that time I worked for a a recording artist who was assigned to Interscope Records. She never really went anywhere, but I worked for for her for many years. And I was basically her sound engineer at the beginning. But then I basically, because I was the only person on her personal staff, I picked up all the other skills. I learned how to uh, edit video. I learned how to not only do music, but other kinds of audio editing and sound design and And then eventually, when we started to go on the internet, I learned how to do websites and all her social media and how to hack the myspace page and and learn flash and in so I got into coding as well and that and that also ties into web design. There's a lot of coding in it, and so I just picked up all these skills one by one just in the, a course of working as her. I was also a system administrator as well. I mean I was kind of like the Johnny of all trades. <laughs>
0: when I've interviewed Elliot, for anyone who's kind of just a curiosity seeker here who's checking this out, who is this Elliot Mintz?
1: Well as the website is sort of is a roundabout way of a memoir of his of him. You know, he didn't write a he didn't want to write a traditional memoir and he doesn't like to write and Books in general. He, and, but he had all this, all this stuff on tape, with different media, sound and video and you know, such. He had a, he has piles of it from way back. And so the site itself, kind of if, if taken as a whole, it takes you through a great part of his whole his whole adulthood, really. And it's you can see who who he is from that from the site. You know, you get to know him. He's an interesting character that's been in the in the midst in the kind of the thick of the entertainment, American entertainment industry, really. I mean, it's centered in Los Angeles. He's kind of been in the middle of it for a long time and very close to it. And, and thus, since so many of us are also fascinated with celebrity and entertainment, that he himself has become, a, you know, an interesting figure in and, of, in and of himself.
0: How did you come to meet Elliot Mitt?
1: Through uh, actually another thing person I think you'll be interviewing, Jim Ladd, the DJ from Los Angeles. I was introduced to Elliot through Jim because I had, incidentally, Jim had given me my kind of my first big break on the inter- internet design stage when he uh, he just tapped me to design his MySpace page. It turned out really well. Everybody liked it. So I was kind of referred by a mutual friend of Jim and Elliot's to Elliot who was looking looking to make a website and was having trouble finding the right person to do it. So is a friend of a friend thing. Interesting. When you
0: first met Elliot Pitts, what was your first impression?
1: Oh, it's, it's, you know, the first meeting with Elliot, sometimes it's kind of a, it's to impress a little bit. He, you know, he, ha, he has me, he has you drive up to his house up on Mulholland Drive. It's a very treacherous and beautiful drive up there and beautiful home and overlooking the city. It's for just a kind of like a, poor boy like me that was kind of impressive you know this seemed to suggest this is kind of a big time and he's very um well-mannered and kind and generous of course he was a a friend of a friend so i was was at ease anyway but just a genteel intelligent man that's my first impression
0: one of the things that people can find on this website elliottmence.com is they can find these interviews, there's a collection of them. And my understanding mm. is a lot of these interviews were old tapes. How did you go about getting them in a format where they could be heard on the website?
1: Those tapes took a pretty long journey even before I started working for Elliot. He used to have them, well, he salvaged a number of them. A lot of them were lost. So he's got like a fraction of what he used to have. He used to have like reel to reel audio tape, a lot of it, like a big pile of it. And at one point, He had a secretary or someone who was working for him transfer it all to VHS. And then another person, even later down the line, recorded off the VHS uh, into digital files. And that's what I inherited at that point. But at that point, it was basically a mountain of huge files with no catalog, nothing. It was a blind mountain of material that we had to pick through by hand. That's part of what took so long to make the site. <laughs> it's it's been a it's from what Elliot tells me there's even more still sitting in boxes. Amazing. So it's not over yet.
0: <laughs> well, in addition to just what you said about these unmarked tapes, what was the biggest challenge you faced to get ElliotMints.com live?
1: It was organizational challenge, logistically and because he had, and that's just one example, Those that mountain of tape, there's stuff from all over the place. And we worked on it for over a long period of time. And there are many revisions to some of the work. And and then at some point we, we had, of course, we, he, we had other people involved, other uh, production crews. When he did those interviews in his living room, we had production crews from the outside we were working with. And so we were constantly having to adapt to other teams and getting stuff from them and then doing our edits and and like I said, after a while, we started having multiple versions of things and you start losing track. And over time, you realize that you should have been more organized in the beginning. And it's, But we finally ironed it out. But yeah, the biggest challenge was in keeping it organized, finding everything. Often Elliot would say, I know there's this interview. I've heard it. But we could, you know, it would be a difficult job to find it. So there was a lot of organizational challenge there. And that's part of what took so long, too.
0: What was one of the ideas that you had that was like a light bulb that went off that has added to this project?
1: A lot of what I said was small suggestions here and there. But I guess going back to the very beginning, you know, what we, we started with like a blank slate. What would the website be? What would it look like? What would be on it? Actually, I was inspired partly by... By his living room and the scene over the city that you see out his patio window that in which you see behind him in some of the interviews on the site it reminded me of the backdrop on like the Tonight show or something where there's you see the city behind the, the desk and and of course that's in one of Elliot's the, the mints on mints interview you see him just like that he's sitting in a chair and he's, you see the city behind him and so that it seemed natural to just just set it as if you're sitting in the living room, his living room, like like just watching home movies, which you kind of are in many cases. And we just kind of put the Wurlitzer thing on top of it. So some of that stuff, I there's a germ of it there that I kind of pitched to him, but it basically, it really came off of what I found material, his living room, his love of the jukebox.
0: Our special guest is TK, one of the... Web and Media Masterminds behind the website ElliotMintch.com. What you just said, there's a John Hyatt song called Window on the World. And I kind of think that song kind of describes what this website is.
1: <laughs>
0: uh-huh. But yeah, great song, by the way. But what, in your opinion, is the most interesting part of the website?
1: Well, what I, found, what I find very quite fascinating is are the collection of radio interviews what's called radio interviews on the site. What I was struck with is, well, I ended up listening to all of it with Elliot in the course of editing it, of course. And I was kind of struck at how not only how Elliot as a, as a skilled interviewer could get these people to open up at length and with being so candid and forthcoming. And uh, it surprised me how that it did, radio used to be this way. When I hear people in interviews today, everything's rushed, everything's prepared. There's a veneer that you need to pierce to try to even figure out what's what the sincerity is. But in these interviews that I, you know, from 30, 40 years ago, there's all this. Like I said, they're candid, they're honest, they're not guarded at all. They're complete and they're completely open. And they were it fascinated me, It blew me away. It's like wow, I wish it was still like that. And and of course you're hearing some some of these subjects. Very famous, very revered people. And you hear them speaking so clearly and honestly and at length. It's really just a breath of fresh air. And it's, it's, it's a delight to hear it.
0: I have to say I concur with you about what radio used to be and what it what it still could be.
1: <laughs> yeah, that's what these podcasts are becoming, I guess. <laughs> what
0: is Elliot Mintz like to work with?
1: Thankfully, very easy to work with. You know, I worked a long time with him, and it would have it would have been a terrible if it, if he was any less wonderful to work with. He's he's easygoing. He's he likes to take his time. He never works on weekends. You know, it makes it easy. Elliot is a perfectionist in a way, so but that's that's fine. I know I'm I'm cool with that. I think that's you know I'd, I'd rather I'd rather have a Work for a perfectionist and someone that really doesn't care and just wants to rush something out. I take pride in the work just as much as he does, and you couldn't be more easy, kinder, and gentler, and more understanding person to work with. It just took a little longer, that's all.
0: One thing that I think is definitely true, there are not many people who could argue with the notion that Elliot Mintz has led a very interesting life. Um, Why do you think he has lived such an interesting life?
1: I guess you know number 1 there's the proximity factor. You know he I don't know I forget who said that who said the saying that success is 80% showing up or something. Elliot was has been right in there. He's he was interviewing people, authors, actors, musicians. So he was constantly being exposed to those people. And he, you know, he lived in Laurel Canyon. All his neighbors were all rock stars and stuff. He was just there. When you show up and you're there, you're witness to all that, that great stuff that happened. And, and also, as you hear evidence in a lot of his interviews, he's got a lot of very natural curiosity and fascination and enthusiasm that, that really brings out a lot of stuff in the people he's interviewing. And that also keeps him engaged. People trust him. He's friends with everyone. Everyone. (laughs) Of a certain out there. And so it's just being there, being engaged, and being cool. I think it just keeps you in the game.
0: Tell me about some of the people you met as a result of doing this project, ElliotMintz.com.
1: We did a few things. I mean, basically the the, uh, subjects he had in his living room. Those were the more interesting meeting Sean Lennon. Marianne Williamson. Those were cool people and it was kind of interesting to film them and stuff. Yeah, those are probably what I would say are the the more interesting aspects.
0: Of those fireside chats that he had, was there one that you thought was especially
1: interesting? I like the Sean one, Sean Lennon, just because it was, he and Elliot are so familiar, in a almost a familial way. It's not like a, another interview. It's almost, they have like a, a shorthand going on and a Wink, wink. It's very entertaining to watch. (laughs) So that, yeah, it's I'd say that one is the most interesting one to me.
0: What is the best thing about being TK?
1: (laughs) I guess TK itself is like a persona in a sense. It goes back to the early days of social media on on MySpace. I you know I picked a persona. I put I stylized it, and I so TK is really kind of like a enhanced version of me. And I kind of like that. I like keeping it separate from my own identity. So I like the anonymity of TK. And he he can be like the cooler version of this other guy that I don't think people would be as interested in. So For anyone who
0: hears this, what do you want to say to the people who have tuned into this?
1: You know, as a general admonition to the world, I guess, I would admonish people to, to practice humility. To I notice how... How people's opinions are so hardened nowadays, and we're seeing cultural cultures hardened against each other and ethnicities, and et cetera and i'm I'm seeing a lot of hardening in in many different ways and and it seems to me that people are they're embracing certainty when they should really have a little bit of humility about what they really know and what they really don't, and what they're holding in their hearts. I find cultures that are going to war with each other and political parties that won't talk to each other, they seem to be manifestations of, of an immodesty that seems to be dangerous. And so I'd love to see everyone recognize the, or try to re-recognize the importance of humility.
0: Wow. I have been asking people that open-ended question for 11 years, and I've never had anybody say that. Oh, that's a great, well, a great answer. Well, thank you. You mentioned a while ago that TK is kind of like your alter ego in a way. Yeah. Who would you say you are at heart?
1: I'm just a kind of, I'm just an average boy, just an average American boy. Just And yeah, I, when I say humility, it's I guess it's because I've come from a perspective of being very humble. You know, I'm just another guy. I'm doing my best. If I can do something special or contribute to the stream of humanity, you know, I'll do it. I don't need to have my name on a a statue i just i would love to have the satisfaction of having done something and just you know knowing that i'm just another guy i think just kind of another meteor going across the sky Hmm.
0: oh yeah one more thing this is kind of a it's something i noticed the other day (laughs) on the website when you click on the little statue in the corner Uh, i believe it turns into buddha
1: yeah (laughs) what's that what's that all about Actually, where that came from is just in the beginning, uh, we were making a little living room scene. We change, were changing it around. We had this, Elliot has those two statues that you see in his living room. There he, has, he actually owns those. So we had the two photographs. and We are like, which one do you want to put in this corner? And he couldn't decide. So I just said, oh, you know what, I'll just put one in there, but I'll make it so if you click on it, it just flips to the other one. <laughs> just, just for the heck of it, just to, to leave it at rest for a while. But, and we never returned to it. It just stayed that way.
0: And now we know.
1: (laughs) It's a secret link there.
0: I keep thinking there has to be an Easter egg somewhere. (laughs) Well, we
1: may add one
0: or two. Who knows? Well, TK, thank you very much for this interview.
1: You're very welcome, Paul.
0: All right. You have a wonderful evening.
1: You too.